Last time on DMTK's Chef's Night. Uh, do you trust me? <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's a question. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry to what say, an but interesting question. I'll give you 200 gold. Just, yeah, I need you to trust me. If he, when, yeah, he's gonna do his best to run at the dragon and dodge whatever's like thrown at him, and push this gem as hard as he can against the dragon's body. And he's gonna turn really quick. Flash a wink at the party, and he's going to open the bottle in his coat and try to suck himself and uh, the dragon into the bottle with the gem. Twenty-three natural twenty. Oh yeah. Nice. Okay. So you you both uh, go into the bottle, big chunk. Of yeah, I'm just going to like, fo- like I'm just going to like force his mouth open and just kind of like wedge a little bit of it in his mouth. Eventually, it is just a uh, he looks like a regular high elf on your on a ship. The cenotaph looks at the dragon. So, can you give us a ride back? I think you took out the Middle Island. After uh, after kind of having that discussion with uh, with Tal and you know offering his body for a sum of gold as well as his soul for uh, something else, he had completed his uh, his transaction with Tal, and she was interested in kind of checking out Bessie a little more. So Rudder realizing that uh, one of his goals was actually to let Bessie sail the seas up here has gone off with one of uh, one of the people with Science Institute and hit the seas. Uh, so he he left shortly after his transaction. Now that I think about it, he never really did say goodbye to us. That's very weird. He's got a bit of a one track mind. He is very yeah. focused on the things <laughs> that he cares about. <laughs> he is a weird little turtle. You're all just dancing around it. That's true. He was he was bent on telling us about his diseases. Though. Yeah, and I'm real tired of him blaming me for literally everything every time we meet anybody. It's not fun. And those weird stick people? Yeah, alright. That was that was really creepy. That was really creepy. Did you see when they lit on fire? I don't wanna think about it. It still haunts my dreams no. at night. They lit on fire and then the water came. But he did save our asses with the dragon. Yeah. But he was creepy about it still. It was very impressive and strange. I'm glad we're all just approaching it right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you guys have pretty much free lodging for the night in Surefoot. They are going to be doing some tests on that moonshard early in the morning and handing it back to you. Uh, so what do you guys want to do? And this is at night? It is at night, yeah. Um... Just to recap, did we ever get the shard back from the ship, or is it still inside the bottle? Tal, Tal has it and has brought it back to the research uh, institute. So we, the shard, the shard went, and the ship is still with rudder. The ship is with rudder, yeah, and okay, the shard cool. is being tested. On its, cool. What is there to do in town at night? I also wonder what is there to do. <laughs> 
I mean, I can already tell you what Teddy's going to do, but I figured it was assumed, so I would just wait. As the sun is getting low, there are people who are setting up a, a night market and a bit of a dance floor in the center of the square. Hell yes. That is what you guys currently have available to you. There are a couple of shops, whether it's food, whether it's kind of uh, some artistic things, or it seems that there are some out-of-town vendors as well that have shown up in Sherfolk. What kind of people are they? Uh, there is a, a mix. There are quite a few elves. It looks like uh, some of those elves that lived in Crossroads have probably showed up to Surefoot. Definitely some demons and uh, a goliath or two. Uh, and these goliaths are as big as you would expect a goliath to be, you know, seven to eight feet tall, but blue. They are descendants of ice giants. Mm. Cool. Yeah, interesting. So you said they're setting up like a night market? They like, are, yeah. I think Salandra will go looking for some like jewelry or any sort of trinkets that are being sold? Yeah, I think Varys are going to go over and just kind of peruse. Most of them looking for books or scrolls or anything like that, but yeah. Oh, no, are we, are we dealing with our uh, Oh, yeah, we gotta, yeah we're going to get that sweet, sweet money first. Tal and Zelvar are both going to be in the Science Institute. It's pretty much directly across the street from the end. It's kind of their largest building and where most most of the people work in uh, in the village, so. Um, shallant we walk across the street? Shallant, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's see what this reward is. Immediately hit by a car. Wham! <laughs> Do demons have cars? Sure, they're from all dimensions. It's just like a bus. It's, it's, it's a demon bus. I, I, feel like, I feel like this place, the demons would have segways. <laughs> Excuse me. Run over by a segway. <laughs> Powered by damn souls. They press. Uh, so yeah, um, I guess you guys are just walking into the walking into the institute. Yeah, sure. Just barging right in. Just barge right in. Kick uh, the doors open. First is fine. Just yeah, walk we in. just walk in. <laughs> uh, so two people, uh, as you guys walk in, notice those people being Tal and Zalvar. Two scientists in the back are sort of kind of poking at the moon shard as it is kind of on a, on a bit of a on a bit of a pedestal kind of soaking in what moonlight there is to, to kind of come in through the ceiling window and Tal kind of looks at you guys uh oh we uh we weren't expecting you guys so so soon what can we do for you Teddy's gonna shake out the the the, the wet mane I guess well uh <clears throat> dramatic effect and all uh believe there was some matter of a pain. Hey, and he looks back at the scientist in the back of the room. Maybe you should take that outside. They both kind of just look at you and... Or like, move the wind, open the window or something? Like, this is not the best way to do this. I'm not a scientist, but... <laughs> Tal says, it's it's alright. Um, it'll get enough moonlight coming coming through through the night. It should be enough to, to get kind of what information we need from it in the morning. I mean, but that's not a bad idea, but we just don't want it stolen. Not saying leave it out there. But okay, fair. So, so what do we? What can we do for you? There was some mention of a possibility of a reward. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And she, she kind of like pushes, pushes Zelvar, and she's Zelvar. Um, we, uh, we promised these folks here uh, a bit of a bit of money if they were to return with the with the shard. Uh, I think, uh, I think you should probably. You know, go and get that for them, considering you're not helping the guys back there. I know, like, Zalvar's just kind of, like, sitting down in a chair, kind of picking at his fingers. 
and gives her this scowl. He's like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever, and and gets up and leaves for a second. Teddy puts his hands in his pockets and just kind of rocks back and forth. Yeah, yeah, sorry, we we, we weren't uh, planning on, I mean, we weren't weren't expecting to pay you right away, but it's okay. I I guess it kind of makes sense. Festival happening and all. Yeah, you can't just put up a bunch of carts and and merch and stalls and other kind of cool stuff in front of a man and then not tell him he's gonna get paid in the morning that's just that's not cool party foul bro so I, I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry I, no it's cool it's cool yeah. we're here we're all we're all good uh, so zalvar uh returns with a uh, a small a small box and he opens it up and he has he's actually separated all of the gold they had to offer between you guys and she says i uh i assume that you know since rudder has already sold his soul to me <laughs> he's probably not gonna need the extra gold so well that's ominous <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you assume correct yeah, he's he's good. He's set. She uh, she pulls out four four sacks of gold and says, uh, "There's about uh, forty gold pieces in each of these sacks for you. Uh, that should probably get you through uh, through the night and you know through whatever probably travel you need to do in the next little while. Unless, of course, you you know go a little hog wild and start buying up all the things tonight. But then you probably won't be able to carry it all." Two questions. Question. Question. Yep. What number one and probably the most important. Does that imply that there is a fifth? Set that is still in the box or were there only four in there there was they had set off set aside enough gold for all of you but had only filled four cents uh gotcha okay all right so there is not a, a fifth unclaimed share just sitting in the box uh not that you can see i don't even remember the second question <laughs> <laughs> is there one that i can't see but there might be you have, you have to do a perception check you I have to do, do a perception that. check I will absolutely perceive. Cool. Yeah, so you, you can't really tell <laughs> at, at this it's point. Kind of rubbernecking? Like, yeah, a little a little bit. Just gonna follow on. Teddy, you kinda meant you kinda see that the right pocket on her giant like steampunk cloak that she's kinda wearing <laughs> is is like bulging a little bit more than than the last time you had seen it. You're not really sure whether you know, maybe she's stashed All the right. gold, or whether she's putting something else in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it in the best way that I know. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just uh, down, down under dark way, venturing type. But uh, you know, I always thought that if you were gonna go out and take care of a dragon for somebody, I, I, this might not be. I, I don't know. Are you sure that there wasn't another bag for Rudder somewhere around that uh? You know, could maybe just get split up. If, if it's another 40 gold, there are four of us already. So that would be easy math. And if it's handy, we did get, like, the stone back to save your society. Had to find my voice again. I'm so sorry. I lost it there for a little bit. But it's back. Yeah, we, we you know, I'm just bringing it. And he's, like, got his hands in his pockets. And he's, like, kicking and looking at the ground, like, all awkward. I don't know. Uh, roll persuasion. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> 18. Okay. Uh, she says, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, and she kind of looks around to, to see that the other guys aren't watching, and you know, Zalvar's just sitting over there digging around, like, for, as per usual, and she just reaches in her pocket and says, and she just kind of tosses the bag to Teddy and says, you, you deal with the splitting it up amongst your friends. I gotta, I gotta get back to, to the moon shard. Um, we gotta get things ready for the morning so we can draw whatever power we can from it and you lot can leave with it all right thank you kindly teddy just ushers everyone out 
We're gonna deal with the math outside. But that should bring us all up to 50 gold for that, right? Yeah. Good job, Teddy. I would've killed a dragon for 30 gold. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets the best old Teddy in a deal. Hey man, 10 gold's a lot though in this world. That's fair, yeah. I, I, I've been doing a lot of planescaping lately <laughs> and like my numbers are all out of whack. What do you guys want to do? Yeah, so I guess back to checking out the... Uh, yeah, fair. now that we have the money. Alright, so is there any anything specifically that you guys are looking for? Uh, Varys, you're looking for Kind of like books, books vendors, books scrolls. Okay. Ferris is like particularly looking for like historical stuff. So old maps, anything about the world they mean, something that they could find other areas to check out on the overworld. So there is not not necessarily like a a book vendor, but there's like a map. There's a map maker in the area. And this person has kind of different uh, different maps of different continents. Uh, even looks like they have a map of kind of the old, uh, old world, um, Underdark, and... Okay, let's see if they're interested in the continent maps and the, and the Underdark. There are two maps, and one map kind of shows a grouping of, of kind of towns and cities, uh, pre what the Underdark looks like now, uh, as well as a map of tunnels and catacombs that are even deeper. Roll perception? Hmm, okay. <laughs> um, so, as far as you can tell, uh, these maps, they don't look too familiar. The structure of these catacombs don't look too familiar to you, but you have a feeling that they might be the same tunnels uh, mapped out where the gnolls uh, were residing. Um, but you're not too sure. Yeah, she'll buy it. Um, he's going to part with that map for two gold. Yeah, no problem. She'll, she's going to give him three gold. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to talk to him. She's going to be like, do you have any other maps of the overworld? Maybe new maps of Raquel? He kind of flips around in his, uh, in his map. Kind of, he opens up a, a large book and kind of starts flipping through them. He says, uh, I don't know, um, Raquel is, uh, is a hard place to get to, but, uh, I got an old map, I suspect it probably, the city hasn't changed too much, but then again, a lot of us haven't been down that way, so, and he kind of opens up to this, to this relatively large map of the city of Raquel, and he says, I, this is, this is what I got, I, I suspect it's relatively old, but, again, the city probably hasn't changed that much, people haven't been there for a while, as far as I understand. She'll, she'll take it. Uh, he's willing to part with it for a gold. Anything else? Nope. She's, she'll probably, um, our rooms are our tavern. Yeah. Okay, she'll just, they're heading towards the tavern. Anyone else? Um, yeah, I was going to look for, like, trinkets or small little magical items. Okay. Any, many vendors or just wander around looking. Um, the cenotaph will come with you, I think. Absolutely, I was hoping you would. Alright. Um, as we're doing it, I'm just kind of perusing. How far back... Let me rephrase that. How old is the oldest person who lives in here? And she's just kind of looking at, like, seashell necklaces and tiny little trinkets. Um, Around 700 when they died. Now, do I just speak to them through you, or do you just have their memories? It doesn't entirely work that way 
Since we're all crammed into one vessel, we bleed into each other. It's hard to summon specific people's memories. But if I were to describe um, events or things that maybe happened during one of their lives, you'd be able to remember it, possibly? There's a possibility, yes. What do you want to know? Well, there's a myth amongst my people of... um, So I'm, of course, not from this plane. (laughs) Uh, And there are others like me. There's ones that exist in the fire world, ones that exist in the air world. And a long time ago, they said that they created little jewels. And... They gave it, or I don't know what they did with it, but it had something to do with the merfolk of the Underdark. And they were lost. And we kind of just... I really wouldn't know about it unless I hadn't read about it in the temples, but does does that ring a bell with anything that any of your people might remember? Can I give myself a history roll? Got a 19 okay. for history. Does that sound familiar, Nathan? What the elves referred to it as was the Soul Core. You're speaking of the Soul Core, correct? Oh, so it's a real thing, then. It's true. I I only know rumors. When I held it, I felt empowered. You held it? I did. Not the Soul Core, but a fragment of it. A piece. Um, in the myth that my people tell... Um, it was once one thing, and it fragmented into four. And the one that we held was uh, the water piece, I guess, made my, by my people. Mm-hmm. So it fragmented into along its elemental lines? I guess so. And we just, I don't know, like, do we really want people, like, tampering with that? No. That's what I was thinking, too. It's... Sounds incredibly dangerous. Even Mm -hmm. in well-intentioned hands, something like that could be catastrophic. Preferably, I'd like to take it back and keep it safe with my people. Uh, We can guard it, we can take it far away, far deep. It would be wise to put it somewhere safe, but Mm -hmm. it might also be our only way to combat the autumn hunger. The autumn death. Of course, I mean, I mean afterwards. Like once we're done, and we've saved the world, and we're heroes, and as long as we can keep it somewhere safe, then you know it's probably a good bet to split them up again if we have to, you know, fuse them together and you know crazy things like defeat a big bad guy. We could always uh, house it in Raquel once the city is restored. Mm. You would have all of me to guard it. <laughs> That's true. Like, hmm. And while I'm doing this, do I find anything interesting? Like any sort of little trinkets or Yeah, uh roll a perception for me. Sure. Perception no. You scroll up here. Shazam. Ooh, an eleven. Hmm. Um you don't I mean, you see a couple things of interest. One of the one of the things that kinda catches your eye is the the ice goliath. He is making jewelry at his at his stall. Everything that he's making is being made out of ice. Uh, and Ooh. he is sort of 
as he's creating it, he's got a what looks like a standard anvil, but he's blowing basically a cold breath onto it. And as he's hammering it away, hammering away at the anvil, what looks like a regular hammer, icicles are starting to build and build and then shape into uh, jewelry. Okay. Uh, so he is he is there creating jewelry for the for the event. I kind of I get wide eyed and I run up to his stall and I conjure a little ball of water and can you freeze it for me? <laughs> and he just he just kind of laughs and and says of course and as he as he says of course uh, his breath kind of like puffs out the water freezes in your hand and as okay I take the orb and I put it down on his stall and I say I used to do this as a kid when I wanted to play when I was alone and I cast shape water and I turn it into a bunch of little Genasi people dancing and like the water like the ice kind of chunks away and forms little people and they start dancing on the stall and it'll do that for an hour <laughs> he says that's that's amazing I I don't think I've ever seen anything like that yeah uh, that's that's fantastic thank you wow I wish I I wish I could do that myself. But. It's very easy. I could teach you. <laughs> he says I would uh, I would like that if uh, if we could find the time. Okay. My name's Salandra, by the way. I hold out my hand. Uh, he says my name is Gord. Gord. I remember the name Gord. And I turn to the cenotaph. We should probably get the back to the place and get the stone before they blow it up. That would be wise. What happens if they blow it up before then? Disaster. Are you sure, like, do you think it's safe for the night? I'll leave it be. It'll be alright, I'm sure. I'm sure that even if they do something stupid with it, the shard will remain intact. They're building, maybe. That's true. I mean, they kind of deserve it if they blow up. Okay. Yes. Let them be then. Is there dancing going on? It's their fault if they die. Now, who's dancing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's what she. That's her mind goes straight from like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suddenly okay with this. Oh, Going to the God. dance floor. Basically, yeah. And then she just joins the people dancing. <clears throat> well, on on that note, uh, I've got I've got a couple things here. Um, mm-hmm. Question one. Yeah, I, I heard you. There's a stage, right? Yeah, there is there is a, oh, Jesus. <laughs> a a place for for the band to play, and just below for, you need for Teddy to play. Okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. Um, uh, so is it just <laughs> the one band, or are we talking like a festival situation where there's like some time between like people switching, or is the one band just taking breaks? Because either way, someone that's going to be empty. Oh yeah, it's just the one band taking breaks. Cool beans. Um. So, yeah, as they take a break, Teddy is going to just, like, walk onto the stage. If, like, a stagehand tries to stop him, I assume that Teddy could probably just, like, physically pick them up and put them down over to the side without too much issue. Yeah, this is this is kind of like one of those stages in, like, a bit of a dive bar where, where people just kind of get up. Almost like a comedy stage where you know people just kind of get out of the out of the audience oh. and, and hop up. You're you're not going to be uh, oh. stopped. I thought it was going to be like a whole thing. <laughs> All right, that's fine too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's just gonna walk up then in one of the breaks and uh, start playing the piano. And I guess he is gonna he's gonna play one of the songs that his mentor taught him back home at the Tunnel Rat. <laughs> okay, it's called Uptown Girl. 
Welcome back to Chef's Night, the place where DMs come out to play. To start things off this time around, we wanted to direct your attention to our friends over at Proficient with Skulls. They have an amazing podcast that's so much fun to listen to. They've also got a great Patreon with some amazing content that they like to put out. Pretty soon they'll be also launching a D&D supplement book, which we're super excited to give a try. We want to be able to flip through those pages and be able to get all the sweet content that they actually put out on their podcast. So you should go out and give them a little bit of love. As always, we want to say thanks so much for listening. And if you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, Chef's Night, or otherwise, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. If you'd like to help support us, visit dmstestkitchen.com and click the donate button, buy a shoutout, or check out our merch store. We appreciate all kinds of support, little or small. But one of the best things you can do for us is to share us. Tell people about us and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. Also, if you could give us a review on iTunes, it would be greatly appreciated. Reviews help us get seen. Last but not least, a big shout out to our cast that make all of this possible. You can follow myself and Kayla through our main channel, DM's Test Kitchen, and you can find the rest as follows. Jesse from DM's of Vancouver, Justin from Monsters and Monstrosities, Steve from Classless Characters, and Andrew from The Basement Guild, all of which are fantastic podcasts we definitely recommend you check out. Links are always provided in the show notes. Last but not least, a shout out to our sponsor, Libris Arcana. For all your dice needs, including monthly subscriptions and more, you should go check them out. The next episode of this arc will be out on April 18th, so stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. I'll let you get back to the main course. Also, roll a performance for me. 18. That is... She's been living in a high-class world. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) $10,000. People start throwing, like, flowers at you. He's going to keep going until they tell him to stop. (laughs) He's going to keep moving. He's going to keep doing this. (laughs) He's going to roll through all the greatest hits. Uh, Only the good die young. Definitely on there. Um, travel and prayer, prayer, personal favorite. Oh, she's always a woman to bring it down a little bit. Yeah, so on and so get forth. A, get that He's gonna really, just, yeah, rock all of it. What's the makeup of the crowd? Moms. <laughs> yeah, high waisted yeah, jeans and. PBR. I say that because I would also be in this crowd. <laughs> uh, there is a it, there's a there's a mix. Uh, it looks like the the market brings in all sorts of people, but. From what you guys can tell, it is mainly just elves, demons, and the occasional like a gypsy market? I bet only the good Diane really gets some some applause. I bet they really (laughs) like that one. (laughs) Um, Roll perception for me, Teddy. While you're up on stage. Nine. Not good. Not good. Okay. He's in the moment. Yeah, I'm only there with the piano. Yeah, it's, it's you and the piano. You don't notice anything weird uh, on the dance floor <laughs> but okay all right cool nothing, nothing weird nothing, but something nothing. fabulous yeah exactly teddy just notices that everybody likes him so varus back at the tavern has been just kind of looking over the underdark map and she's looking for um other ways to leave the underdark but she's also kind of just keeping an eye on the tavern patrons while she's there just used to being a little bit paranoid among people that aren't her own Okay. And she's by herself. Um, 
Roll. Roll a perception. Yeah, so Varys notices something a little, I guess, something maybe she might not expect. Two gold half-dragons kind of come in into the inn and sit down for for some beer. They're not they're not kind of like smoking or anything like the previous uh, two half-dragons that you guys fought. Uh, they just kind of seem to be uh, coming in for the festivities. One of them is wearing... Uh, some of that ice jewelry that uh, that you notice, um, but other than that, it seems like the standard fare. There's mostly demons in there in the tavern, uh, and those are the only two half dragons that have walked in. Uh, are they doing anything unusual? They just like seem to be just chilling out, having a good time. They're chilling out, having a good time. Okay, yeah. she just kind of keeps an eye on them and continues looking at her map. Uh, one thing you do notice uh, the underdark map that you that you're kind of looking at is that looks like there should be another exit somewhere uh, to the east. The exit would actually would be placed almost directly over the Void Ocean uh, if you put the two maps over uh, over top of each other. Um, the, the newer map and the, and the old map. Uh, that said, you're not really 100% sure whether that still exists or not, but it looks like it might kind of coincide with... Uh, the uh, the Dragon's Teeth mountain range that is just below the Cloud Sea, south of Sherpa. Here's kind of what Varys is thinking right now. Like She's thinking about this letter that they found with Bilson. Part of her is wondering if the government's actually going to let people go back up. And basically is looking for a backup plan to get her people out and get other people out if things go awry when they go back. Yeah, that makes sense. Intrigue. Uh, so yeah, so from what you can tell is there is at least one entrance from the Underdark that is separate from the main entrance uh, that everyone sort of says is the only entrance uh, and exit. Excellent. Okay, how's the party outside? Mm-hmm. What's going on out there? I'm going to roll performance on my dancing. Ooh. I'm gonna... <laughs> You're dancing like gonna nobody's take... watching, even though everybody is. The 12 with my inspiration from Teddy. Woo! <laughs> I'd say that uh, you dance well enough that people aren't giving you... An eye cabbage patch for, for terrible dancing. All right, do I make any money for 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 rocking the casbah, so to speak? <laughs> You're busking. <laughs> yeah, I am absolutely busking. Yeah, roll me, roll me a d20. Oh yeah, okay, hang on. Uh, ooh, natural twenty. Oh, fifteen. So you make a total of five gold out of hot out damn. Of you know, as people are coming through the dance floor and having a good time, they they realize that money. they should probably tip the the pianist. So I feel like one of the lines. Hat? Yeah, that well, I have a jar. Uh, it's you have a jar. yeah, that's labeled bread, and I put it on top <laughs> of the piano. You have a bread jar. Yeah. Okay. I imagine that as people walk up and walk up and put like a couple silver or whatever and they go, "Man, what are you doing here?" <laughs> I'm making bread. Really drag that joke out. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um I'm I'm going to do some shopping on the night market after I get bored with that. Okay. Uh anything you're looking for in particular? Yeah. Uh so in in previous previous experiences taught me something um teddy is looking for something with some little more protective value something in like the armor category so he's gonna like peruse the vendors and see if he can find something a little bit nicer than the beat up under dark armor that he's been wearing since he was like 18 and what is your what does your armor do for you now it, it it's on me okay. <laughs> it's on me that's the this- answer <laughs> Okay, so you see a, a relatively nice piece of uh, studded armor 
at this at this armor and weapon kiosk. It is their uh, Goliath, and he's he's kind of sitting there and moving things around. But yeah, he's got he's got a couple of different things available there. But the one thing that kind of stands out is that is that stud of armor. Uh, cool, cool, cool. So Teddy will walk up and go, uh, well, "Hey there, big fella. How, how are you doing this fine evening?" And he's gonna like glance um, glance around and peruse all the wares. I'm doing okay. Just just coming in for the yearly market. You know, it's what we do. I bet you got some killer deals at the yearly market. I mean, if you're only here once once a year, yeah, I try and and do what I can. We uh, cost a bit to to get here, but you know, it's always we're always welcome here in Surefoot, and we try to make it uh, worthwhile for everybody. Well, uh, what can you tell me about this fine piece of studded leather right here? Well, he kind of like he kind of pokes at it a little bit and says, "It's probably uh, probably a little." A little better and, and less worn than uh, than what you're wearing right now. Um, it's that's uh, not hard to do. <laughs> he just he just laughs. He says, uh, <laughs> "But uh, we we usually sell these for uh, for about 40, 35, 40 gold back home. But I could probably do it for twenty, and I can I can tell you that you'll be uh, a little harder to hit with this thing. A little more uh, a little more sturdy." Teddy looks at it and kind of cocks his head and goes, "Well." I mean, does it does it do anything? He said, "Well, what what do you mean besides giving you more protection?" Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I mean, so let me let me say this: you got anything cooler than that? I I don't know if you might have just seen me on the stage there, but uh, I did a whole thing, and I don't know. I mean, just if you got something in the back that like you were saving for for a rainy day customer, and and you were like, oh, I don't know who I'm gonna sell this thing to. Well, I might be that person. Oh, just, you know, if you got something like maybe, you know, the thing you keep in the back of the wagon in the lock crate and you're just like, maybe someday I'll sell that Black Lotus for $20,000. <laughs> well, I, mm, I, I might have, I might have something. Hold on there. And... It doesn't necessarily have to be armor. I'm, I'm, I'm open to suggestions here. Collaborative effort and all. <laughs> Looks at you and says, how do you feel about shields? Not nothing, nothing big. I mean, you you look like the kind of guy that needs to be able to move around a little bit. So, like one of them buckler things that you strap onto your the, the front of your arm there. Yeah, yeah, you know, like something that you'd have on your uh, on your forearm there. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel that. I feel good about that. Wow, what you got? Uh, and he he opens up. There's a there's a bit of a chest hiding kind of underneath his kiosk, um, out of view. And he kind of pops it open. And as he pops it open, it's almost like a dry ice effect. Nice, and he, epic, and great. And he just like pulls out this this small shield that is would only cover up your uh, your left fo- your forearm. Um, it's, it's like a bracer. It's like a single bracer. Absolutely, yeah, but like armor. It's got a it's, it's got a plate on it, but it doesn't. It doesn't hinder you your being able to use like two two weapon abilities. Sweet. And he says, uh, "This uh, this buddy right here." And he says, "It's it's pretty chilly, but um, this thing will give you a little bit of resistance to the cold and give you a little more protection." Um, I'm willing to to part with it at thirty thirty five gold. Yeah, deal. Not even gonna haggle there with you, boss. Deal. And Teddy's gonna hand over 35, 40 gold. Fuck it. Give the guy a tip. 40 gold for this interaction. <laughs> he says, so, uh, like, again, oh, okay. Planescape numbers. My math is all out of whack. <laughs> uh, he says, perfect. He's, I mean, we, 
I don't, I don't know who else I would have sold it to. Not a lot of people over in these here parts between Surefoot and, uh, and the Ice Forge down south, so. Teddy doesn't even wait for him to answer and just goes, you might if I wear it out and start strapping it on and just goes, God, that's badass. He's like, I'm, I'm glad you like it. And he just starts to, he starts kind of working on, on some other things and, and then kind of says, oh, did, did, did you need anything else? Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, name's, name's Teddy. Uh, you should come back on over to the tavern when you're done here and grab a drink. And he sticks out the, the now probably very cold hand. <laughs> uh, and he uh, and he shakes your hand. He says, uh, "My name's Bord. Uh, my brother, my brother over there is Gord. Uh, if you hadn't told, my parents were super lazy with names. Uh, also, we're twins. If you, I mean, you probably can't tell Goliaths apart in the first place, but uh, whatever. If I make it back to the tavern, I'll, I'll have a drink with you." Well, hope you hope to see you both there. And Teddy's gonna go to the go to the tavern. Uh, so, are you guys calling it for the night? Do you want to do anything else? Teddy is gonna be raucous and happy in the tavern that they're staying at. He's gonna make it worth their while by buying a bunch of booze. Okay, that's fair. I'll subtract five gold pieces or something. I don't know. I mean, based on standards here, that should be enough to like buy rounds for the whole night. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'll do. Okay. Cool. So, like. Varys would like round a table, so when you guys all show up, she's just sitting there looking at her maps. I like to imagine that Teddy has like a group of gnomes trying to sing the longest time with him, but it's not going great. <clears throat> are you guys wanting to do anything when you get in, or are you just kind of sitting down for a drink and then heading off for the night? Or... Carousing. You know, once they sit down, I'm going to kind of show them the map that I found. What did you find? Under- well, I found this another map of the Underdark. You remember the leather we found? Yes. I'm wondering how true the intentions of are of our government back home. What do you mean? Well, it sounds like they may have used the plague as a political move. Had we not know that they're using us as a... Well, I'm used to it, really. We're all pawns in the game. But, um... But what if they don't let us return? In my... Or let other people come in here? In my dealings... Have I come across any sort of um, maybe crosstalk or overheard something about this nature? Because I would have been coming and going from political buildings. And I, Varys is not suspecting the Oracle per se, but the people around her. No, I'm just curious. Like you sparked yeah. something that maybe she wasn't paying attention to. That mm-hmm. like, oh shit, that's what that means. Um, but uh, what I roll for that? So probably I, I would say that you would get a sense from maybe dealing with the council that uh, they withhold information from time to time, but you you probably wouldn't have thought twice about it um, until maybe now. Mm-hmm. Uh, come to think about it, they are oftentimes negligent about what they speak about. They're not as open as we'd like, but uh, it's it's troubling to think that they're not allowing their people back up here because I mean really there's nothing wrong with the place precisely so what if we return and they don't let us come back we are restricted by back this magic is the only way to get up here well I'll tell you one thing if they they don't let me come back my father will bring the whole might of our people well with that in mind she points out the other exit that she found over the void this I do not know if this is still there, but there's a there's a second way out. It looks like there at least was once, but the only people who might be able to answer our questions are those that are now stone. Can hmm. Teddy points to part of the map that he recognized. That's where I'm from. 
And where's that? That answers some questions. <laughs> and where does he point? I. It would be closer to the... If you look at Raquel on the larger map. Um, mm-hmm. Caligo County. Hmm. And you you said you had map... You, did you burn a map of a place to to get out of there? <clears throat> did you really do that? No, I, she told me she wasn't the real deal, so I just kept it. And, and Teddy pulls like the crumpled out piece of paper out of his pocket and like smooths it out um, to compare... <laughs> uh, what do we see? Uh, you see that the the tunnels in that area are wildly different uh, from the one that she gave uh, Teddy, and they don't really even seem to match up with the with the tunnels of the old map uh, that Varus is showing you. Um, <clears throat> it looks like it is a a serious fake to keep people. Uh, probably to endanger people who are looking to kind of find whatever is hidden there. Um, just to make sure that their way is lost. Wait, which one is the fake? The one they gave me or the one that she bought? The one that they gave Teddy. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. Who gave it to you? <laughs> yeah, the Oracle gave it to me, but uh, glad to know that was Bup. And Teddy's just going to now throw it away. So you knew it was a fake when you saw it? No, not really. I didn't really look at it. I was just going to light it on fire, but eh. Whatever. And, he, and he's just gonna, yeah, toss it at this point for the garbage that it is. So maybe then Verus is right, then. It might all be, um, a ruse? They're trying to keep the people down? Well, so looking at the map, like, I mean, is it possible to identify, like, specific tunnel entrances that Teddy could be like, yep, yep, I know which one that is, and like, yep, I know which one that is, and like, verify, like, yeah. Is it that detailed? Varys would probably verify some. Too yeah, as well. I would. I would say that the um, the map might be old enough that some of those tunnels might not exist from what you're. From some what, of them. Yeah, some of them. But you would you would recognize some of them. Yeah, Teddy's gonna point to one and go, "That's the one where my mom found my dad." And he's gonna point to one further down and go, "And that's the one where my wife went in and never came back out." Maybe they're up here. That'd be nice. I mean, not to give you. False hope, but I thought you and your wife didn't exactly get along. I, did she leave and not come back, or did you lose uh, her? I don't want uh, both. That's an awfully big thing to lose, you know. <laughs> All right, look, she left first, but then, admittedly, I was did not bring her back, so it, it was a bit column A and column B together. And you didn't try to stop her. I was asleep. You've seen me Teddy. sleep with the bourbon and the and the whiskey. I am a heavy drunk sleep. It's not my fault that a lady who was quick on her feet snuck out a window when I was passed out. Are you drinking anything right now? Like, do you have any alcohol? I, I feel like we've established that that is absolute. Yes. Yeah, you yes. already. It, it's safer to see. went to the bar. You know. I take whatever you have in front of you away. No more. Mm-mm. I'm just going to pull a enough. flask out of my pocket and drink from that. I take that. No, okay, he hangs on to that one. That one's his. <laughs> okay. He's going to... We, like, bleh. back and forth, and then I let it go. Yeah, just bat at your hand. No, come on now. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> my thought is the only people who might know what exactly happened when Dunter are those heroes, and there may be a reason that they're still stoned. How do we bring them back? I don't know. You touched them, right? Well, we touched them, but they said that there was only enough power for that moment. Maybe our demon friends might have a solution. What if we were to, like, 
shatter the stone. What happens when you shatter something that's frozen? Well, maybe it is just like a, a thing on the outside. Candy you know? coating? Yeah. <laughs> Soft nougaty center. But point of order, aren't they like keeping the whole autumn death thing from like going into the underdark? Like, isn't that the whole reason they're there? Frozen fifth that lie. Supposedly, but we also I threw have a couple shot. dudes off a cliff for trying to do that. I don't know. I feel like I'm already committed to the whole like don't let it into the underdark thing. But with <laughs> with the moon shard, you can prevent the album decimator. Hmm. Even if that's a fair point. Even if this is the truth that they are preventing it, we can. I get, would take be your guard, Teddy. I'm, I'm, I think I'm all right, but uh, thank you. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll, we'll do okay. Drink. Uh, and, and she uh, also takes the, the other map that Raquel map and she hands it to Senator. I've also found this. This is your home, no? The Cenotaph spreads it out on the table. Ah, yes, this looks familiar. It's been a while. Cenotaph, your people were quite involved in magic, no? Yes. Would you have anything that could maybe restore our heroes? Oh. There's certainly a possibility, but it would likely be unwise to restore them until we deal with the Autumn Death. Yes, that was a good call. What if... Okay, so we have one piece of four things, and there are four people there. What if we need to collect these four fragments, and then the four people... You get where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah, that fits fits the pattern, right? That's the story pattern. I know stories and stuff. There's there's different parts of the thing, and you gotta put them together to make the big thing, and then the big thing is what you need to do the real big thing. That's how it works, right? Boom, boom, boom. Thing. What do you mean? The moon shot is part of something else? Um, yes. Uh, I was previously talking to Cenotaph about this, and he confirmed something that there was a myth to my people for a very long time. Uh, this I is one want of... to clarify that they were only rumors. Rumors, yes. But I think where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, and or rather, had, they had a a stone called the what was it? The soul, the soul core, the soul core. Yes, he knew about it, um, and it's split into four. And I think what we have is one piece of it. And soul core, four people stuck in stone, kind of, I don't know, feels kind of connected to me. There's a whole lot of fours. As I'm giving you, like, this, like, yeah, that face. Just, <laughs> just good as planned as any. I wonder if these demons have seen the other parts. Or the dragon. What if, wow... Oh. Do they know people are down in the Underdark? Oh, yeah. Well, I imagine we would have... Well, would they have known other than us? Or I guess... Oh, yeah, they would have known when we went down. Hmm. You're, so you guys are asking if the demons know if there are people in the Underdark? Yeah, like, are, is... What to the top dwellers? What are we to them? Like, what are the people... Not so the, we, but, like, what are the people who went down to uh, them? The demons had actually, before the overworld, basically had a mass exodus into the Underworld had moved from the Underdark into the Old So they would have been a... We traded places? Yeah, basically. They... they Really, it was a reality TV show, just none of us remember. <laughs> they, they had moved up um, 
to the overworld because they had felt that they had explored everything there was to explore and understood everything there was to understand of the Underdark and wanted to move above and start exploring and learning more. Now, I'm thinking that maybe with the demons coming up here, maybe the, the Autumn Death is like, you know, a, 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 like Rudder, take him for example. When you get a disease, the area around the infection zone gets all gangrenous and spready and gooey and I don't disgusting. need this image. <laughs> I keep going for like 20 more seconds, getting worse and worse. Teddy just keeps drinking. Longer drinks, bigger drinks, second flask. <laughs> But uh, sometimes it's because there's infection from outside things. Like you might have a stick in your leg or, you know, somebody stabbed you with a sword and you could pull it out. But um, maybe that's what happened. Maybe the demons... I mean, I'm not trying to say that they're to blame, but maybe they're just collateral damage. But in the letter, it said that the demons... The demons told our government about the... Like, mm. they do. Mm. Our leaders, yes. I guess your leaders, I guess maybe not your leaders, but points at Teddy, and guess kind of set up. Alright, don't look at me. No, they're your government. <laughs> well, we should keep it in mind, just be on our guard. People mm. might be using us, and that's not fun. Cool. I wonder. If we think we have to find the pieces of the silk, Raquel is a likely place. I wonder where else. Well, is look is well. This one was lost in the water plane, so maybe if there's some sort of associated element with the other ones, is Raquel known for anything like uh, Raquel volcano is... or no? But Raquel does have a spell powerful enough to keep the souls of thousands of dead around. Maybe even apparently after the city is abandoned. Do you think that at the center of that is maybe one of these things? It's certainly a possibility. And didn't our painter friend say that Raquel is no longer plagued? Yes. I'm wondering about that too. That sounds like some pretty powerful magic to me. Like our moon shard. I agree. Yeah, that's a fair point. Is anybody listening to us? Is it, who else is in this tavern? We're openly speaking about this. There's just a couple of demons. Um, one one demon kind of is definitely dressed uh, very similarly to Tal, so you can tell that they probably uh, also work at the science institute there. Other than that, it's the two uh, the two half dragons. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. When uh, Billy Zane was here, what color did he turn? Uh, he was red. He's red? Okay. From what we've heard, were uh, all his people red, red, dragonborn, or...? Uh, no, he didn't specify. And what is out in the cloud sea again? What, what can we see from here? There's like a thing. I forgot. That's where the dragon was. And oh, the, okay. the like, spire in the center. I think Raquel is uh, a good destination. Once we deal with this, whatever they're going to do tonight with their tests, hopefully what? they don't blow themselves up. Do we want to ask around if anyone else knows anything else about these shards? Maybe the dragon can tell us where she found, he, she found. 
shot. Hmm. Do you think he would tell us? We should talk to Devere again. It might be possible to convince them to give us a ride to Raquel. It would be faster than going over land. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That's true. Elves. Okay. And the elves, they they're here as well. I guess some of the dragons. They might have other answers as well from different areas. Tomorrow I guess we could go for some intel. Oh, sounds it's a like good plan. plan. Looking at the map, I mean, would it be possible to maybe use these, like, some of these tunnels as cut-throughs and remove some travel time if we needed to? Well, as far as we know, there's the only, there's the, only the one entrance, so then there's the one maybe entrance over the ocean, so... Gotcha, 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 okay. Looking at the overworld map, mm-hmm. do we see any other points of interest other than where we are, Loculum and Crystal Cove Forge? Well, those little, like, tower things are many towns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just, like, places of interest that aren't just towns. Because we've got, like, a couple of named ones, and we've got Crystal Cove, and I'm more, like, if we're looking for likely places for um, one of these shards to be, are any of these places of note? I mean, I would assume Crystal Cove Forge, that seems seems important. Yeah. So we could ask we could ask Arena about that for sure. There is there are many four cities except for Surefoot, which is Lokilum, and then the other four cities that were once the capital cities of the elf, orc, and human nations. And uh, the orcs, uh, they also live with, with the dwarves uh, in the mountains. So they kind of kept close to mining areas along the Dragon Tooth Mountain range. So of the four places, uh, Stone Tower, sorry, is probably the your guys' kind of most notable area that's closer by. Um, besides, at this point, not a lot more is known about the overworld. Just kind of like those basic, these main areas, um, for now, I guess, what you guys know of. Uh, so like Raquel would be important, uh, right now would be kind of an important place, uh, Crystal Cove, uh, Stone Tower. Perhaps it would be better to go to Stone Tower first. As desperate as I am to see my city, it is another place of note. And it's much closer. It's on the way. Yeah, it ain't too far off. Maybe I can draw us another road.